Welcome to another episode of Talking Nerdy in the Bedroom with Corey, KJ, and Mike. Today we are talking about Star Trek, something that I myself am not overly familiar with. I've seen the latest J.J. Abrams movies, although he didn't do the third one. Jin something? Lin something? I don't know. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Um, but Corey has seen all of them, most of them. Yeah, yeah, I think I've seen most of it. There's the new series. Like all of the older stuff, the shows, the movies, all that? Yeah. Yeah, I, really? I've seen it all at some point in another. The TV show? What, the, the, the original series? Oh, the whole thing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There are eight. I don't remember that as much as I do, like, Next Generation, but... Well, yeah. there are eight live-action TV. Well, that's what I was going to say. The newer series they have, they have one called Star Trek Discovery, which I think I've not seen the third I, season. I, aren't they up to five? It started in 2017. Star Trek Discovery? started in 2017. So I think it's just three seasons yeah, right now. Yeah, third season. Yeah. Okay. And Which then we've is got like a... Picard that's out, Strange P- New Picard, Worlds. Picard, yeah. I've seen most of Picard. I haven't finished season two yet. And then the Strange New Worlds that just came out, I've been watching. Those are the only three currently out, right? Well, and then they have uh, an animated Star Trek, The Lower, Lower Decks. Decks. Yeah, which I is great. I love it. That's, it's that's, so funny. It's one of yeah. my favorite ones. Yeah. It's 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 a spoof off. The Next Generation had one a while back, an, an episode called The Lower Decks, which focused on not the main crew, because you always see the main crew, and then there's thousands right, like of the, other people on the, the ship. The ensigns that have to crawl through the the Jeffrey tubes and you know the the janitors of the ship. Right. I think most TV shows usually eventually do that after they get five six seasons in. There's always an episode <laughs> about the. B, C, D characters that they want to try to show you. Yeah, and so they took that idea and made a whole animated series that's kind of comical. Is it a comedy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like it's supposed to be a comedy? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. That It's not just a spoof like, um, what is it, the Orville, which is a spoof off of Star Trek, but not Star Trek. So I really think Orville was sold to Fox as like, we're going to do a spoof on star trek and then seth MacFarlane just loves star trek and it's just become like an actual show it's still right. got funny moments but it's a lot less comedy and a lot more like drama at times so i oh, like the orville it's basically star trek i was gonna say that's whereas surprising. lower decks is comedy for the sake of comedy yeah, well, yeah. that's what i figured the it's orville purpose. was with yeah. being um what's his face that you just said todd MacFarlane. Seth MacFarlane. Todd Todd MacFarlane is the guy who created Spawn. I mean, they're like the same guy. One likes musical, one writes comics. Same person. Uh, Yes. So there are 13 movies as well. Have you seen all 13 movies? Well, uh, yes, because I was like, how do you get to 13? And then I remembered, so Next Generation had a lot of movies, like they had Star Trek Nemesis, Nemesis, which starred Tom Hardy as a clone of uh, a Patrick Stewart. That was a pretty cool one. I guess I that was the that. last one. They have, that was the last what? Of the Next Generation movies. Yeah, that, that sounds right. Yeah. They had First Contact, which was one of my favorites. It's they the, uh, the Borg goes back in time. Yeah, and they chase him. They chase a Borg ship back in time, and basically you get to see when we learned Warp Drive and the Vulcans come. So it's kind of cool. Right, you have, you have Earth as, like, third world it's uh, well, kind of it's, it's torn itself apart very it, dystopian it's like they just ended the third world war or yeah. something like that they're all yeah. like refugees yeah yeah which isn't the first movie no 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 
No, the first movie, at least from Next Generation, is called Generations. Yeah, and that's where uh, they pull back William Shatner, who played Kirk, and he meets uh, Patrick Stewart. So it's interesting to me, looking at the timeline, is that you have these series. Granted, um, the first series only went like three or four seasons, and then they started doing movies. And the Next Generation went a lot longer than that. They went seven years and then started doing movies they didn't do movies in between when they were doing the show they were all after yeah i think they started i mean it's called the next generation but it really was a next generation to like the fans of star trek and then they built i mean then you know you go on season after season and then they really didn't have any other expansion but movies yeah, I mean, it just got so big. I mean, the, the next generation was just wide. It, I mean, it's probably the most popular. If oh yeah, yeah, I, I would say easily, especially with how many seasons it ran. Right. I, I will say a lot of fans, like really hardcore Trekkies, say Deep Space Nine is like maybe the best, but I disagree. Next Generation is <laughs> like my favorite. I actually like uh, Star Trek Enterprise, which has Scott Bakula. <sighs> That I like more than Voyager and Dark uh, Deep Space Nine, which is gonna like drive some people nuts. Yeah, I, actually, I, like I liked Trek, Voyager. But... Yeah, get get Janeway as a strong captain figure. Yeah, I like Tuvok. Tuvok, Tuvok was, was a good character. Harry Kim was good. Uh, is now is that Tom is Paris? that when we meet Seven of Nine? Yeah, is through yeah. Voyager. Yeah, yeah, and then she goes on, and uh, now she's part of Picard's crew in Picard. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is all Greek to me. <laughs> but do you think that they're, with this new popular... It's it's quite popular on Paramount+. Plus. That's why they keep doing all these new shows. Like, they did either Discovery or Picard. I think it's Discovery. Well, yeah. And because of Discovery, be... they did Strange New Worlds. Well, because of Discovery, they probably did Picard. And then because of, you know, yeah. Like CBS had the rights to Star Trek, is it right? Yeah, well, Paramount. Yeah. And then Paramount and now it, you know, CB- it used to be CBS All Access. Now it's Paramount. Plus. Yeah, but Paramount is the one that put out all these movies to begin with, right. like since the originals. It's always been a Paramount Pictures movie. Yeah, um, and now it's just all merged into one platform, which is where everything is now currently. Which is great if you're a Trekkie, unlike me, where I can just go and slowly watch and go, that's not for me. <laughs> Like, so, I didn't mind the newer movies, the J.J. Abram ones, but going back and trying to watch, because I remember uh, my mom and my grandparents both liked uh, either the original series or the next generation. They liked that stuff. It wasn't for me growing up. Like, there was nothing that interested me. And maybe it's the fact that I like long storytelling, and most of those are episodic, episodic. Yep. where you, you're kind of done in one episode. Or if you get, like, a two- or three-parter, it was a big deal. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I like long stories that are drawn out the entire season that give you kind of, like, a big payoff. Yeah, the one thing I will say is they're definitely episodic, but they have, like, background stories that keep popping up. So sure, like but you have Voyager to trying to get home from the Delta Quadrant this whole time and yeah. like you you have like little things here and there how they're getting closer, you know, how they're going to do it. Yeah. But I look at like Law and Order in the sense of you could go watch any episode of Law and Order. There are things that have happened that got them to this point, but you can kind of watch an episode and not really need to know all the background. And that was kind of their point behind most of the TV shows 
back then was you should be able to just sit down and watch an episode and not have to have all this history. It wasn't until the 90s, 2000s where they started having longer storytelling, which is obviously when we all grew up, but I kind of fell in love with that type of storytelling. Like, yeah. It's yeah. one of the reasons I like movies. You do you have an hour or two, and now TV shows have started actually putting in the effort and doing... 8, 10, 12, 13 episodes rather than 22 episodes where 10 of them are filler. You just get a solid 8, 12 episodes of well, solid acting, solid performances in one cohesive story. So you would probably be more likely to like Picard or Discovery because they aren't as episodic. But like Strange New Worlds is episodic, but it's kind of like a throwback to how the original series yeah, was. Yeah, well, apparently yeah. a lot of because uh, when I knew that we were doing this podcast, I looked up that one specifically because I knew I was going to at least watch the first episode where people were raving about it because that's what it's calling back to. It's yeah. back to the roots of Star Trek. I, I'm really loving it so far. So Really? The first episode I didn't really love, but the second and the third I've really liked. I feel like the second episode was worse than the first episode. Mm. Like, you have to try to move a comet using music. And somehow it's alive, and it knew that it wasn't gonna uh, hit the planet. I mean, it, it's. Oh, I'm so glad I didn't watch the second. <laughs> oh, it did. <laughs> it, it. I mean, it was more that other beings could communicate through sound and music, opposed to like written word. I guess. Which isn't like a new concept in sci-fi, and Weren't it's not we just even a doing new concept. that with Doctor Strange. We just all of us had a problem with the battles with the music, and now you're okay with a it defeating a comet. Well, it's one of the reasons that they, when they sent that uh, probe into space, the United States, they included samples of music in case alien species that ever got it, you know, spoke through song. Music, yeah. Or, yeah. So, I guess my biggest issue with Star Trek is following the timeline like is strange new worlds in the same timeline as the movies strange new world is the beginning before the original series okay so ahura is an ensign right yeah and spock is 10 years science science officer of of a long time quite a while right so there's a big a big age gap difference between the two well so the original series with Captain Kirk, Captain Pike, who's in Strange New Worlds, was the captain in the first episode. And right. then Kirk takes over for him, just like in the movies with J.J. Abrams. Yeah. So the crew was already established. Ohura, uh, um, Spock. Don't we have a different pilot, though? Yeah. Yeah. In this one, they have a different pilot. So, But we don't know. Down the road, they might bring in Chekhov. But Chekhov was, if I remember right, in the original series, because that one's been a while, he was like a young ensign when he joined. Right. Like, he was the young guy. I don't know. I'm looking forward to it, because you get a lot of space where they can continue that storyline. Do you think their plan is to end where the original series starts? Or do you think they're going to keep going? My guess would be that they're going to, like, whenever they do their f- series finale, it will be a handoff to Kirk. So it'll be, so it's like a continue, well, prequel that's going to end right when the other one begins. Now, who's the Ensign Kirk? Is that Kirk's, that's Kirk's dad? I don't know. Because he keeps saying back, like, uh, how's the family? It shouldn't be Kirk's dad, because. No, it's Kirk himself. No, it's it's definitely not. not. I'm pretty sure they said they cast that guy as James T. Kirk. But his first name's not James. Yeah, no, it's not. I thought that too when they said it. I was just like, 
Because I, I was confused that about that too, yeah. and I honestly haven't looked it up yet. But his dad's name is George. That's not his name, though. I the... I know. That's what I'm saying. So I don't know who it is. Uncle Kirk. El- Elmer Kirk. Like, yeah. Elmer Kirk. I don't know. That's too funny. But yeah, and I think that was kind of like a um, uh, reference point because, or like a, you know. Uh, easter egg because it it tells like they're like oh get ensign kirk up here and everybody's like oh it's gonna be james c kirk and then they're like oh my name's frank kirk or whatever it is so apparently they've cast a cast paul wesley to be james t kirk in the second season of star trek uh strange new world that's vampire uh vampire diaries yes that guy um he's going to play kirk so i guess yeah it i guess it was his dad cousin relative of a kirk but it's probably just an homage yeah to the fact that the kirks are in the fleet at, at least in the jj abrams uh storyline his dad didn't serve with captain pike but captain pike was like a fan of his dad's because his dad died saving a bunch of people so i don't know who this guy is uncle <laughs> cousin Some... elder brother to future Captain James T. Kirk. Oh, that's George Samuel Sam Kirk. That he never mentions. Oh, and they call him Sam. Sam, right. Samuel Kirk, that's what it yeah. was. They'd probably do that because if they said George, we'd all be thinking it was the dad. But Of the jungle? No? Okay. Yeah. That's George. Ugh. It's a bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> These were bad shows. No. Yeah, I might get hate for it. They're just, it's not my cup of tea. Um. What I will talk about, because I just rewatched them, are the, the new J.J. Abrams movies. Uh, I I thought it was a good introduction with Chris Pine and everybody else from the first movie. I thought it had a, a pretty good story with reimagining the past being redone with the time travel aspect with the new Spock and the old Spock. Um, I thought that was a interesting way to do it where you basically do a full reboot while still acknowledging the past. Um, I thought that was an interesting way to do it, and I thought it had the legs, which obviously it did because it made a lot of money, <laughs> to them to do a second one, and then even a third one, and then potentially a fourth one. So they they definitely put forth a good amount of characters and a good story that some people are at least following. Well, and I think the best thing about it is the cast they got really portrayed the characters well. Like uh, Carl Urban, who plays Bones, is probably like the most dead on ringer for uh leonard mccoy mccoy yeah yeah, yeah. who's uh bones in the original series um but he, he, like james t kirk was it chris pine chris pine. great um zachary uh, quinto, Z- Zach quinto spock. Yeah. yep spock was great uh yeah. was okay i mean of zoe Saldana. yeah yeah um and then Chekhov, the guy the young guy who passed Anton away yelchin yeah and he passed away, but he was great as Chekhov, too. Yeah, I really liked him as an actor in general. So if they go to a fourth movie, what do we think we're going to be doing as far as replacing him? Or I, They said they're not going to replace him. No? They'll, they'll write him off in the sense of he left or something like that, but they won't replace him in the show. They've already gone on record with that. That's but I don't good. know what they 
I don't know what they'll do with that space, but it is technically a brand new timeline, so they can kind of do whatever they want. See, do whatever that, they that, want. That's my biggest problem with Star Trek is the the infinite timeline. Didn't we just have the MCU where that's all we have? Our I timelines? know, and that's it's so hard to follow the infinite timeline. So Star like, Trek does it ad nauseum. Like every show is like you have Next Generation and Voyager on the same timeline, and that's like it. And even no. then, well, no, the, no, no, the no, no, original no. one and Next Generation, aren't, aren't they the same timeline just years But then Generation splits like five times. The, the original series, Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, and Enterprise are all on the same timeline. Having said that, in most of those series, at some point they do travel in time or something right and, and change the time it, like it's, it's not big change it's not big changes like <laughs> these new movies and the new shows they literally have changed like drastic well things. they're a reboot that's well, why in, yeah. in well, picard, I get that, but i'm just saying picard q literally changes the timeline altogether yeah but that's just him messing with picard he'll it'll go back i'm sure i haven't seen the rest of the season two so i can't say right but. so if it goes back it still changes the timeline like you've you've altered reality well that's as just we what know q, it. that's just what q does <laughs> he just has a fun time i know it. you just have this this being this galactic being that's just like yeah so i don't like the way you're doing things poof yeah it's it's fun. <laughs> well, at least with the reboot movies, I know why they redid the timeline. It's to get in newer fans, so you don't need all this right, thirty you, years history. Right, of you want to you want to make it fresh and new. I can understand right. that, but like the writers for Star Trek are just like, you know what? We want something new. Timeline. Nah, I I don't think it's that drastic a difference. At least in the original discovery. Series stuff. Oh, okay. Well, we're gonna change it up. Oh, let's just move a thousand years in the future. Yeah. Well, Discovery. I said <laughs> the newer ones, sure, but like the, the next generation and stuff. They well, don't. It, really hang on a deviate. second. If Discovery is just a thousand years in the future, what timeline did that change? I they jumped to a complete other universe. No, no, no. He means like season one. They're at a certain time, and then they go a thousand years in the future. Oh, it's not the same characters, or those characters. No, it's jump. the same, same characters. characters. They jump into the yeah. Future. They're well, they're having this battle, the and they're just like, though. we can't have them take over our ship. We're gonna jump into the future. Me, I I don't think that's necessarily changing the timeline. That's just them jumping a thousand years in the future. Changing the timeline would be changing something going back, and now everything is different. Right. They do that in season two. Oh, okay. When they when they <laughs> jump into a complete another universe and then jump back. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah, they definitely did that. Then. All right. So you've, uh, Mike. I'm. <laughs> people can't see where I'm pointing. Mike, you. you've uh, <laughs> seen a handful of series. What was your favorite series? I mean, Next Generation is by far my favorite series, just because of the depth that they go into, yeah. and Patrick Stewart is hands down best captain s best part of star trek however i do like voyager because i grew up watching it um alongside with um enterprise i like the story behind it i like the fact that they were stranded in the delta quadrant you know using you know what they had to get back um meeting new characters new worlds along the way you introduce the borg borger by far my favorite well they don't introduce them they're in next generation well true but you see like the the delta quadrant 
yeah. Borg. Yeah, 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 yeah. It definitely delves heavy on the Borg. Right. So, Next Generation is by far my favorite. I liked Enterprise, which was pretty much everybody's least favorite. But I liked it because it takes place before... It, it's basically, KJ, for your information, too. Um, before we've... Like, we've just joined with Vulcans. Um, and it's before we've met, like, Klingons and all the races. Right, it's before the Klingon War. Is right. that the show that had the girl with the over her eye no that's voyager that's seven of nine that's voyager okay yeah you're talking about the little yeah yeah that's the rock was on that show just saying was it all i know yeah Yeah, there's so many celebrities who have guest starred on star trek throughout the years it's crazy uh and that got their start like as you know an ensign who got killed on a planet or something (laughs) um but anyway, so yeah, Enterprise is cool because you kind of get to, it's the first time we've left Earth on a serious mission to like explore space. Scott Bakula from Quantum Leap is the captain. And it's just kind of interesting because it's like actually feels more like they're exploring an unknown opposed to like, hey, we're going to the Klingon planet, which we've been to 50 times. Also has the worst intro song out of all of the shows, oh. out of any show, I think, yeah. possible. <laughs> It sounds like it's been a if long you were watching yeah. the TV and you if you didn't know that that was the intro, you'd think it'd be like the intro to Family Matters or something, like some kind of like or at like home. A, so you're telling me I would have got my hopes up and then been instantly Have you Have you heard the intro sort of No, song? I just, no. I just I liked would have liked watching Family Matters. <laughs> it's been a long road. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. From here to there. Yeah. yeah. I liked it. I don't know. It's It, well, it is Corey one I skipped after a while. I skipped it the first time I uh, watched it. Oh, I didn't hate it. I thought it was kind of a cool, like, the video in the background, because they basically show all of the U.S. enterprises that have ever been. Not spaceships, even. Just, like, the first... The, uh, the sailing ship. Yeah, like, the sailing right. ship. And then the first, like, spacecraft that they had. And they just keep showing... Well, you showing have the shuttle, them. right? You go yeah. from, like, the like the actual schooner, yeah. water sailing ship, to the shuttle, to... Enterprise One, which and I was... think that's why I liked the lyrics for it because it's it's basically saying we're showing you oh, how far mankind has come, and that's what the song is saying. I'm already <sighs> bored. Does that help you? Does that tell you anything? Uh, I have a question. You would like though. to Paul? I'd like it. <laughs> I'd like none of it. All these new shows are all premiering on Paramount Plus. Yep. Are we thinking that's because they can't hold a candle to other terrible shows that are on network television? Or do you think that's just them having a selling point? Hey, we want you to go subscribe yeah, for Paramount. Yeah, they're trying to get you on the app. It's a they're selling point because, like, Halo is on Paramount sure, only. But they've got three different ones. You'd think one of them would be on, like, primetime TV to try to bring in network dollars. Yeah, I I think they are using it to... It's kind of like Netflix. Netflix had a bunch of shows that draw people in, and now not so much. <laughs> Netflix has never had network TV. Paramount and CBS have. I know, but if, if you wouldn't subscribe to Netflix unless they had original content that was good, right? Sure. So that's what Paramount Plus, if they want people to subscribe to it, they need to come up with yeah, original content just for that. Yeah, but I'm saying there's three different... Uh, Star Trek shows, wouldn't you assume they would have taken the chance with one of them? There's been a bunch of shows on CBS that they pulled off of CBS to put on All Access or Paramount Plus now because they wanted to get the subscriber count higher. I guess the real, I, the real I question is, is what would they get for ratings 
on TV. That's kind of what I was thinking. Right. So I, I feel like they're going to put those shows, you know, I, don't, I guess I don't even really know what's on on CBS on cable anymore. NCIS. Yeah, I was like. <laughs> right. The, so they're going to leave the, like, the longest running shows on there and they're going to put the newest content on their streaming. So like you think about what demographic has apps you know, on their younger. TVs, right? The the younger generations, those are going to be the shows that they're going to be, um, you know, targeting. Like Halo, you know, my grandmother probably has never played <laughs> Halo in her life, and I can't, you know, she I'm, hasn't lived. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> right. So if she could jump in the warthog; it'd be fine. But you know, like you know, people that are our age and our generation, you know, grew up playing Halo on right. original Xbox in all of its. 128 bit glory or whatever it is. Oh, Xbox was <laughs> 128 bit, but <laughs> is that what it is? I don't no, know. No, no, Xbox it was had more power than that. Yeah, 28 bit is 200 like... bit, <laughs> 300 bit. But I'm just might have even had a megabit. I don't know. I'm just surprised they didn't put something like a Picard, which has a big name actor in it, on TV to try to get those just, ratings and I, get the money. I don't see the upside for them because. They want people to come see, like, to subscribe to Paramount Plus. Well, sure, because it's guaranteed money every single. And other month. than Halo and Star Trek, what big properties do they have on there? Uh, the challenge. I want to hit you. <laughs> it is a big one. It's been on for I don't know. They're on like season forty or something. Yeah. Well, no, but <laughs> is that on cable as well? Uh, so certain times on cable, but they have a specific one that's only on Paramount Plus. Okay, because like Survivor is another one I go to Paramount to watch, but at the same time, that's on CBS though. It's it's on CBS. Yeah, right. that's my point. So that's so. well, that was my point. I'm surprised it's not on there first, and then like eventually after it airs, it then gets put on um uh, Paramount Plus. I, I think it's Maybe they really don't get just... the room for it. I mean, they definitely have the room. They cancel so many shows every year because well, nothing's connected. So the other thing, too, is um, some of those new shows are, what, pretty close to an hour long, right? Yeah. So, yeah. like, you'd have to have a set run time. Yeah, it'd be 44 minutes, and they'd have to cut stuff more than they probably want to. Right, and, and I feel like the shows, like, on CBS don't have, like, a set run time. Like, some of them are, like, 55 minutes. On some, CBS? On the CBS All Access. Oh, on Paramount, Paramount Plus. Plus. Paramount Plus, okay, okay. yeah, so... Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. Most things on that, like Netflix is the same thing, Disney Plus, it's whatever runtime they want to do. Right. It's going to be roughly 40 minutes. Sometimes so it's 49. That gives, that gives the producers of these shows more leeway to make the story better because they can put just the information that they want more or less per episode. So that's probably the best explanation that I've heard so far. Um, I do still think it's yes. about subscribers, but... Like, for me, if someone said, well, it's because we want to be able to tell our story without having to cut to right. 22 well, minutes well or 44 minutes. Right. Correct. We don't want to have to cut certain things that we feel are important. This is what we're why we want to be on a streaming service. And so you can be a little bit more edgy on a streaming service than you can be on regular TV as well. I'm just surprised they haven't tried one of them. Whether it failed or not, I don't know. I'm just surprised they haven't at least tried. I, I'm not as surprised, I guess, because that just seems like what... Um, all these streaming services are doing is they're keeping the properties that they know people will subscribe to watch. Like I like Survivor, but I wouldn't subscribe to uh, like I wouldn't subscribe to Paramount Plus if like 
the reason was so I could watch Survivor. See, I think some people would, but I agree that I think that's like an older person show now. Yeah. And they probably wouldn't. They're the ones that are going to sit down every Wednesday, Thursday night, whenever it's on at like 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, whatever, and sit there and watch for an hour. Yeah. Watch commercials. Yeah, but those are slowly going away now with more and more people cutting cable and just having these streaming services. So it's going to be an interesting decade, the next decade or so, of figuring out, does cable completely go away? And then we're just left with these, which could be a good or a bad thing. Would have been nicer if it was just like two or three, though, instead of everybody making a streaming. Well, again, that's why I always, what do we do? You you guys have access to certain of my, my streamings. I have access to a couple of yours. Nonsense. <laughs> Netflix, this is a lie. <laughs> we never share your passwords. Yeah, Netflix, the people that says, hey, sharing passwords, it's caring back in 2017. And yeah, then 2022, well, whoa, huh? whoa, whoa, guys, <laughs> yeah. hey, this is your fault that we're losing money. They just want you to care less. Yeah. <laughs> you can only care for one extra person. Dude, yeah. they spend billions of dollars on new programming every year. And it it's makes a $4 no billion, sense. right? But then they no, cancel it. No, it's like $18 it. billion. And yeah, they cancel because it's not good. I've honestly gotten to the point where I don't want to watch a new Netflix show. Until even it's if at I'm least interested. two or three seasons yeah. in. Because yeah. I'll watch it and I'll be like, oh, that one's actually surprisingly and good. Cancel. And it's gone. <laughs> well, you got to watch it anyway. I mean, if it's good, even if it's just one season. Dude, Meanwhile, we're getting a second a season of Tiger King. Oh, God. I don't know. And it's not even like the actual people. It's They're like actors. Who are like actors? Like, so like the, the new quote-unquote Tiger King thing is people portraying... The... No, that's on uh, Peacock. Right. Yeah, he's talking about season two of Tiger King on Netflix, which is just the continuation of the documentary. It's going to focus on Carol Baskin. Yeah, and then also talk about um, whatever his name is. Is his name Joe? Joe, Joe Exotic. Exotic. Yeah, Joe Exotic. Right. Uh, about his attempts to get out of prison. Uh, like but yeah, escape. there is a show on Peacock with the girl <laughs> from SNL. He's going to ride a tiger um, but yeah, they're they're representing those characters to try to show you, and it's getting horrible reviews. Like it's not going to last. Anyway, back to Star, Star Trek. Trek. <laughs> See, we're talking about things that are more important than Star Trek. Uh, oh, Joe yeah. Exotic. Yeah. So you watched uh, all three movies again? You said yeah, right? just recently. Which one's your favorite? The first one. Yeah. But with the second one coming in very close afterwards, um, I thought Benedict Cumberbatch did a great job as Colin, and the fact that they didn't kill him off. I if they do a fourth movie, I'd love to see him back um, and more of his crew wake up. But I'd be interested to see how they do it. You I also it, had you the see issue... Easter egg of Khan in uh, Picard, by the way. I should what? Spoiler alert! Oh, I haven't gotten that far in season two. See, yet, now so. you've ruined it for him. So Adam Sung, the Doctor, is that the guy that actually that, created Data? Yeah, that's. Is it Adam though? I feel like so, you just well, made the guy, up that first thing. Well, the guy. Yeah, Sung. Yeah. Well, so Dr. Sung, well, yeah. in in the show, they refer to him as Adam Sung, oh, but okay. it's Dr. Sung. How does he live 400 years to create data? They jump back in time to 2024 and go through their timeline, their adventure in 2024, but they meet Adam Sung like as he's doing genetic experiments before he's created... Data and Data's brother, or whatever his name is. Um, I can't remember. Uh, it's the first season of Picard. You you see Doctor Song, and I can't remember if they right, made... but that that is during 
That's twenty. That's the twenty fifth century, right? I think so. I don't how know. Did, how does he live four hundred years? I don't know. I'd Time have travel. to go back and look. He might make himself into an android or something. Who knows? Well, okay. Either way, short story yeah. short, they uh, they have the they're at the end of Picard, and um, he pulls out a file, and it's called Project Con. So I thought that was kind of cool. So I'm assuming that in they like, called it Project Con. Yeah, they, he pulls out a file. It's like confidential, and it says Project Con. Oh, that's Did Picard lame. ever deal with Con? No. Um, okay, so that's their little nod to that then. Yeah. Well, you, you Picard doesn't have anything to do with that portion of it. Like he interacts with um, Sung Adams. Is it, is it Sung? Right. Yeah, Doctor Sung. Um, all during the second season of uh, Picard. But then at the end of the season, he like you kind of see this like Khan reference, which well, well, I guess my point was it's the original series that deals with Khan and the original movies. I think there's even one called Wrath of Khan. Yeah, okay. yes, the Wrath of Khan. Khan is in the first movie and the second movie. Okay, so in my mind, it would be a really good if he came back for the fourth in the reboot movies, especially if he could hold two movies in the old series. Why not hold two movies? So interestingly, you know how the new movies change timelines and stuff? Yes. So in the movie with Khan with Benedict Cumberpatch. Yep. um, Into the Darkness? Yeah. So Kirk sacrifices himself. But he doesn't. I know, I know. It annoys the but piss in the, out of me. In the original movies, uh, Spock sacrifices himself, and you hear Kirk yell, like, Khan? Yeah. And so and in this, they, they the flipped reverse. it around. Yeah. Um, did somebody die in those movies when they finally defeated him? Because so Spock, uh, Nimoy says that when he's he playing give the up older everything. Spock, says that he had to, like, he, at great cost, they defeated Khan, yeah. which makes it sound like someone's going to die, which is foreshadowing of somebody dying. And then it's a big, ah, just kidding, we saved you, where it would have been so much better for his character if he would have died. I know it's James T. Kirk and you can't really kill him off. You're going to do more movies. But for the character's arc over those two movies, him dying there would have been perfect. So Spock does die, and they have like a funeral for him. And then in the third movie, the search for Spock, I need to rewatch because I can't remember how he comes back to life. But he's like reborn, like he's a kid again, and then he grows back into a man. Oh, cloning! It's very weird. Right, I don't I think it's cloning. I mean, I don't know what else it would be. I don't know. I I can't remember. I'll point out that was four years before we were born as well when that movie came out. You can tell when you watch that. The The fourth movie, however, they uh, go back in time to like the 20th century and they go to an aquarium. Oh, they don't do too much with time travel, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. Well, they don't really change that much. It's Uh, like everything is so hard to follow. Although for some reason that they find themselves in an aquarium and Kirk's like walking around in the aquarium, and Spock jumps in and like mind melds with a, a whale. <laughs> and then and then they bring the whale to the future. <laughs> it's really weird. So speaking of the mind meld in the movie, the second one of the reboot with Benedict Cumberbatch as yeah. um, as Khan, Spock in that one, our Spock, which is Zachary Quinto, yep. um, does the mind meld with Pike when he's dying. Doesn't that feel like an invasion? Like he wants to feel what he's feeling when he's dying. Well, so he's taking his memories so he'll live on. It's the is the Vulcan It did not notion. say that. It just said I felt the only time I've ever felt this before is when my planet blew up, but it literally just felt like an invasion of privacy. 
Yeah, you're supposed to only mind meld with like a willing partner and that you're not really supposed to mind meld with humans like in Vulcan tradition. Okay, well you say that in Picard he meets this government agent who the whole reason he's chasing Picard during the second season is because he saw two Vulcans in the woods and he was running away from them and then the Vulcan tried to mind meld him to make him forget that he saw them. Is that a thing? Apparently. I I, I guess it could be. Well, no, be. no. I, I guess my question is, was that a thing? Not, is it a thing now? Like, if we talk about Star Wars, they basically add things in each movie and go, no, 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 that was supposed to happen in the other movies, too. There's been but a lot of, something... like, weird stuff with Vulcan mind melds. It doesn't surprise me that they could make <laughs> somebody's... I, I love how Vulcan you're saying mind Vulcan now. mind meld, and then you're doing yeah, the, 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 <laughs> Well, that's because they put their hands in. I understand, no, but like, you're just yes. talking about yeah, yeah. That's three, true. Yeah, it's three not fingers. that. But you're just, doing the yeah, live long yeah, and right. prosper. It's three fingers, not <laughs> five fingers. Remember. Yeah, sorry. But um, like in Enterprise, there's the first officer's name is T'Pol. She mind melds with with another Vulcan and gets like an basically an STD from the mind, mind meld. I mean, to be fair, we've all been there. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so like there's been a lot of weird inconsistent, well, not inconsistent, inconsistencies, but just like, I don't know. Mind melds don't seem to be like a one-off. There's, there's no generic. <laughs> yeah. There's no like, uh, all you can do is this. It's like, all you can do is this until you realize right. that they can also do it's that. It's the force, right? Yeah. So you can just keep throwing in new, new like, force Jedi. Powers. Yeah. yeah. New, right. So. Going back to the originals, with or not the originals, but the, the newer movies that I just watched, again, I had a couple questions, and I don't know when's the last time. I know you just watched the third one again. I don't know if you remember the first two, or when's the last time you watched any of the newer reboot movies. It's been a while. It's been a while. So I ju- yeah, I just watched the the third one, but I watched the first and the second one probably in the last year. So okay. So I'll do my I, best. <laughs> I have a question. When, they're, when Kirk dies... Yeah, and they need Khan's blood to revive him. Yeah. Why is Khan's blood the only special blood? They have seventy-two other people just like Khan from those tubes. Why isn't any of their blood special? Why is his blood special when it, they're all the same type of people? They're they're his people. Do they have access to the tubes at that point? Yes. They're then all I don't know because yeah, it should be any of their blood. Before. Okay, yeah, they're all just sitting there um, because it was the the lie that they. Put them back in the it could be a timing thing though, because they're on ice yep. and they need fresh blood. I guess, <laughs> and he's up and about. I don't know. Maybe we thaw them out a little bit. Maybe. I know, but I mean, maybe they need it. And like, because I, I seem to remember it was it's, like a rush. It's they, clearly to continue the plot. Yeah. Well, sure. <laughs> well, that if they if you have to do something to continue the plot, I consider that a plot hole. Um, that's also the same. That's the movie with Nero, right? Nero is the first villain. Yes. The, he comes... the first movie, not the one with Khan. Right. In yeah, the yeah, first yeah, one. Yeah. So he comes back and does this whole thing to try to take the red matter and try to kill Spock and kill Spock's home Planet. world. Yep. Um, Vulcan. Vulcan. Why not just take the red matter, go back to his home world and tell them, hey, in X amount of years, you guys are going to have this supernova. Use this red matter to save yourselves. Fixed. Done. So I don't have a good answer, but the answer I'll give is that he's a Romulan, and they're basically from the same species as as Vulcans, but they separated and and Vulcans repress they're, their emotions, they're in the and same Romulans s- don't. So Romulans have like an awful temper, 
So revenge might be outweighing like his. Well, you're logic talking about there. like thirty years of. Sitting I, I'm there just waiting. saying that nobody went. Hey, now that we've got this, maybe. We'll <laughs> I didn't do say this. it was a good explanation. I just said that's the one I got. Vulcan and Romulus are in the same star system of, of kinds, right? I I don't really know where they're located. I I know that Romulans and Vulcans are the same species, essentially, just like with variations because they've lived apart for so long. With the with the movies, and I think it's not necessarily a Star Trek problem. It's a movie problem with cliches. And if I didn't just binge watch three movies in two days, I probably wouldn't have noticed. But I also came across with Star Trek, there's always a point where somebody is running away and then they're running in a random direction and they just run into somebody who hasn't been introduced yet that saves them. In the first one, Kirk is running away and the old generation Spock... Um, saves him from that creature running at him in the ice. The second one has uh, Khan saves Kirk, Spock, and Ohara um, just out of nowhere while they're almost dying to Klingons. Yeah. And then in the third one, the white-faced girl, it's Jalen. I don't know. I hated her character. Yeah. So So apparently that was supposed to be Jennifer Lawrence. uh, or, Or you pronounce it J-Law. Um, because that's why her name was J-Law, because it was supposed to be for Jennifer Lawrence, and they just kept the name when she couldn't do the movie, just spelled it differently. Oh. But yeah, so, but she just randomly saves Scotty. It's a really Scotty. odd way to homage a... Uh, yeah, they, they, she was supposed to do the movie, and then they were just like, ah, oh, we like the name, we're gonna keep it, we'll just we like change the, the name. spelling. We like the name, you don't like the, the actor. Well, so. she backed out. <laughs> she ends up saving Scotty out of nowhere, like just happens to be in the right place at the right time. I was surprised because I know I mentioned I didn't like that one, but I rewatched it. It wasn't as bad as I remember. It's still the worst one out of the three. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's definitely watchable and actually decent. Like, I enjoyed watching it this time. Uh, I also had an issue with... Better or worse than Doctor Strange? Better than Doctor Strange. Disagree. It's worse than Doctor Strange. Well, you can be wrong. That's okay. <laughs> That's your prerogative. Um, And then in the third one, Beyond, right? It's called Beyond. Yeah, the third yeah. one is beyond. Of yeah. the reboot. We have that Kroll just randomly turns himself back into a human at the end, which is Idris Alba. So I think that's because he, like, you see him absorb energy or something mm-hmm. from people. But and you that's don't what... see him absorb anybody else when he's in that position. No, but my point is, is he absorbs energy from people. It turns him into that creature, that other species. And then as that energy lessens, he gets weaker and he be, starts to revert back to human. So as he's like running around, he's reverting back and he's not in a place to absorb whatever the heck it is from people. Okay. And then there's a part at the end where there's the gravitational pull with all these shattered glass and he just jumps into it to go with the gravitational pull and get spun around. But there's thousands of gl- glass shards there. Nobody gets cut. Nobody gets on. Everybody's fine. Yeah. I mean... It's safety glass, obviously. <laughs> and then <laughs> there, the, the one spot in the city that has to do with oxygen for this giant city in space. No security. No, no, nothing. There's nothing there. Nobody guarding it. Nobody protecting it. You can just get there. Well, you got to float through shards of glass to get there. Well, so there weren't shards of glass there to begin I, with. I know. I'm just kidding. But it, it just, there was a few things during that movie. I was just like, well, that doesn't make sense. And that doesn't make sense. But I think, again, if you do it with most movies, as we discussed last week with Doctor Strange, you're going to come up with some plot holes where you go, 
wait, why, why did this happen? And sometimes, as Mike said, it's just to further the plot of the movie, which to me just comes off as lazy. Yep. <laughs> so, so have either it one sure of you does. delved into Discovery? Have I? Yeah, have you seen any of the new I, season? I think I'm through... I think I finished season two. I, The last thing I saw is like they were still in the future, but I, I lost... They're just still in the future. I lost interest. Which future? Bit. Are they in their, the present or are they in the future? They're future? in the one where like they they hunted down and found the remnant of the Federation. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you, have you seen where they've gotten back with nope. the rest of the Federation yet? Uh, Where they joined with the remnant? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I do like the fact that... So I, I like parts of Discovery that give you things that are super super futuristic like when you originally watch uh, next generation you see transporters and yep. obviously you yep. see that in like the the original star trek but things that make star trek star trek make it unique like watching in discovery you see the jump drive or not jump drive but uh, uh spore drive. spore drive yeah. yeah i mean you see like future future tech that well, let, you know, let's pause there for a second KJ, they travel around space using fungi. A mycelial network. Yeah, of, that, of spores. Oh God, I've become less less entertained now. <laughs> so if Good you, job, guys. Well, if you actually look into it... I'm going to look into running a ship on fungi. To be fair, well, if no, you the, eat mushrooms, you will travel <laughs> in space. There, and I'm sure there is some scientific basis behind it. I, I but that's the one thing I the reason I like Star Trek is they do try their best to like take science into account and not only that but they've created things like iPads and stuff in the old series the idea is straight out of the original series they see them with a little iPad thing and all of a sudden Apple's making an iPad well I don't know if hey, it's well so whoever whoever is listening to that. this I want to replicate it right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to be able to make a Big Mac whenever I want. Well, it's replicator for the food, I'll grant you, but like, it's not that different from a, a 3D printer. An organic food 3D printer. I, yeah, yeah, I would well, like that Well, they are working too. on something, some stuff like that. Yeah. Let's get on it. Well, I mean, they are. I mean, they could have bypassed the iPad and gone right to the, the replicator. Even the like description of how they create a warp bubble to travel is like... An area of study right now among scientists. Right, you create an area of space that's shorter in front of the ship and longer behind it, which makes you travel faster than. It's like surfing a wave. Right. Yeah. I mean, it'd be cool if we could actually do it. Otherwise, it's basically. And I, just I do like in the movies where <laughs> yeah. you actually get to see the warp drive, and it's like a nuclear, much more, like present day adaptation of something that's very future tech. Like you, like you can see the nuclear symbol, warning symbols on it. Yeah, that was in the newer J.J. Abrams movies. Right, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like it seemed to be more based in our reality. Right, instead of like the warp core on Next Generation, which just looks like the the it's like the guy from Power Rangers, his it's little Zordon. tube, Zord- yeah, yeah, the Zordon yeah. tube. Yeah. Well, I think well, the Next Generation. How many years is that supposed to be after? The regular. Oh, series. I don't know. I, I I couldn't tell you. Also, who can ex- explain to me star dates? It's a uh, it's a year. Year of what? And there's a, there's a point in it. 
I think, yeah. What's the point for? Is that a month? Is that a day? I don't know. I'm not that nerdy, I guess. <laughs> That's surprising. Yeah. I figured I figured you'd have it. That's a good question. We're going to have to research yeah. this. I, I mean, I, I love Star Trek, but I also am not one to dig into details. Like, I know people will, like, get blueprints for the ships and be like, oh, yeah. and Oh, and, God. What is it? Galaxy Quest. Yeah, is Galaxy Quest. my favorite movies. I know there's people like that, but yeah. to me, it's like, I just appreciate the story. I love Next Generation. Like, they would do things like go into the um, uh, projector room and, and like, have these kind of old-timey scenes because uh, um, Patrick Stewart's character, Picard, really liked, like, old um, P.I. novels and stuff. So they would do, like, kind of... They do the hollow projector rooms. But you were fine with... I know we talked about it briefly earlier, but, like, of the episodic, where technically something you watched last week didn't really matter this week. Well, when you watch a movie, how long is a movie? Two hours. Okay, so I watch an episode of Star Trek Next Generation. 22 minutes. Next Generation is not 22 minutes. It's an hour. The the original one is, like, 22 minutes. They're 30 minutes. That's not my favorite for a reason. (laughs) But but when you have an hour, uh, to me, it's like... You can call it episodic, but it's basically like its own movie. And then the other ones that tie in sometimes are basically just like sequels to that movie I watched. Sure, but you look at like Mandalorian, which is either 8, 10, 12 episodes of almost an hour each. So you watch one full season, you got 12 hours worth of content. But there's a reason that there are only 8, 10 episodes and not 22, 23 episodes like these shows are. You couldn't make a 23-episode, non-episodic show. I guess that that was my point. You enjoy the episode, episodic part of it. I enjoy enjoy both. It's just I think Next Generation does a good job because there's always the underlying mission that they have to explore. So, like... Also, is it the five-year mission that's in everything? Like, I heard that in the newer movies. I heard that in uh, Strange New Worlds. I'm pretty sure that's what... One of them says in the either the original show or Next Generation where their whole point is being out in space for X amount of years because they're supposed to be exploring all these. Well, you, usually what? Yeah, they usually do a rotation. So they come back because people have families they visit and stuff like that. Yeah. But that's always the point is yeah, that you're out other, in space by yourself for X amount of years. Other than Voyager, where they like accidentally find themselves in the Delta Quadrant, which would take them their lifetime to get back or maybe not their lifetime but a long time it takes them like what 30 years to get back something like that the first and last episode and then along the way they try to figure out ways to like speed it up which they they missed their opportunity like episode three yeah yeah (laughs) just gone episode three they have like an option to do it and they're like no that's not that's not like moral to do that or something i can't remember what it is and and so instead they're like well I guess right, we won't see of, our right, families ever again. Yeah, instead of like saving some people on a planet, the Ferengi go through the little yeah. wormhole. Yeah. Is this like Gilligan's Island where they make a radio and then Gilligan ruins it? Pretty much. All right. And then you just keep Ferengi going. Ferengi or going. Gilligan in this scenario, I guess. <laughs> so if you guys, your favorite is from My TV shows. Series Next Generation. And yours? Same. Okay. And then for movies, I, I don't know, have you seen the original movies or have you only seen the next generation movies? Yeah, I have, but it's been a long, long time. Okay. Like, I think, I mean, the last time I saw the original Star Trek was on VHS. Yeah, that's a long time ago. <laughs> and what's your favorite from the original series movies? The original series cast, you mean? Yeah. Um, 
Probably Wrath of yeah, Khan. Yeah, Wrath of Khan was a good one. Although the whale one. <laughs> <laughs> Just because it's a whale, yeah. it's super weird. Yeah. Um, and then Next Generation is definitely First Contact. Um, and then, I guess of the new movies, I already said it'd probably be the first one. But you didn't I, like Nemesis? I, I liked Nemesis, but I just love first. I like stuff where you get to see what it was like before. You get kind of get to see the beginning. Because if you think about it, the original series was the first Star Trek thing, and it takes place way after. They've already discovered a lot of these races before. Right. It's new to us as a viewer, but in their universe, it's not all new to them. So that's why I liked Enterprise, even though a lot of people didn't, is you had, they didn't have like sophisticated shields on their ship. They had like a thick hull and they didn't have like uh, all these contacts throughout the galaxy. The Federation didn't even exist. It was just them and the Vulcans were like basically showing them how to build their ship correctly. Right. And you see them actually meet the Vulcans in first contact. That's that's the first yep. contact is with the Vulcans. Yep. And that was by accident. Yeah. The Vulcans just happened to be traveling near the solar system and they caught the the warp drive signature. So besides for the newer movies, have you guys seen any of these in theater? Because, like, Insurrection, I doubt you saw Generations, because we would have been... <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think yeah. I saw it. Uh, First Contact, you would have been eight. Was Nemesis in theaters? 2002. And it was in theaters? Yes. I, I, th- well, I remember that one, because my mom went to see that I one. think I saw Nemesis in theaters with my brother, if I remember right. Okay. That was one of those times where we went to the theater, and she went into a movie, and we went into a different movie, because didn't appeal to any of us that went. Yeah. That one was actually pretty good. It was much more like same pace and style as these newer movies are. So you might have actually liked that one. Yeah. Just didn't appeal to me back then. I was 14. And Tom Hardy plays the villain. So yeah, that, back then that meant nothing. No, me. I know. I'm just yeah. saying now it might be worth giving a watch if you like the new God, ones. How old was he in 2002? He, he was definitely young. I mean, he's supposed to be a younger clone of Picard in the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. But not like a kid. I mean, he looks like he might be 20. And you've seen the newer movies just not for a while. What's your favorite one out of the newer movies? Um, Probably the first one. Yeah, it's just called Star Trek. Yeah. They're very original when they reboot some movies sometimes. <laughs> so the other thing I was just remembering is Star Trek Five. I think, is Undiscovered Country. That's six. Oh, okay. What's five, five is called? Final Frontier. Oh, may- and I was thinking of Five, I think, then. I think Five is when they meet like god basically oh my god (laughs) i was trying to remember i was like i know they meet some um, i'm independent being on like the edge of space i think it's five yeah Yeah, six is the undiscovered country Uh, yeah i don't think it was that one although you would think that would be the last one how do you kind of top that we met god uh although it's not like the first time there's been other episodes of even other shows where they meet like uh like a living planet or like uh some being that they can't really describe the i mean q like continuum q, the q continuum yeah. is one of them but yeah i guess so, it's funny to me that the original series was still doing movies when the next generation was airing on tv yeah 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 they had two movies while the original series was still not going. good ones well they're the, the five ones and we six just talked. right yeah, yeah. they, they yeah. talked to god Corey. let me put it this way you went from four where they save a whale from being back in time <laughs> And that doesn't and, sound very good either. I know. <laughs> and then they made a fifth and sixth one, which were worse. So, 
Now, I really think the original series movies, it's it's one, two, and three are like the decent ones, and really it's one and two are like the best ones. I think four, I actually, if you're asking me, is that, is that me, a journey my... home? What is that four? A journey home? I, th- I think it's called a journey home, right? The voyage home. The voyage, voyage home. home. Yeah, the yeah. voyage home. That is like maybe my guilty pleasure favorite of the original <laughs> series because I watched like the whale. it. No, it's just because I watched it more when I was a kid. That, yeah, that's the one that I remember watching as a kid too. Yeah, because they come back to twentieth century. It's a little bit less, you know. I don't know. I just remember watching it and being entertained. So that is Picard season two. Well, I'll have to watch that. They they go back to twenty twenty four. Most most of Picard season two is in our time. Or I say twenty twenty four. Yeah, I think the la- I think the last yeah. episode I saw they had it was the first one where they came back in time to like. But you you period. delve into what makes Picard Picard. Like I mean, I get. I understand that that's the name of the Earl show. Earl Grey tea. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, they do say that. Yeah. I understand that's the name of the show, but they really, like, they dig deep into, you know, Picard's very early years. Like, when he's a kid, you find out about his parents, different things like that, so. Yeah. So, with all the series that we have, how many of you guys, so we have three new ones that are airing currently, besides for the any of the animated stuff. How many of them are you gonna keep watching? Uh, are you... I'll- I'm going finish. to watch Picard now because he said something. No, no, no. I, I always was going to watch Picard. It's just I got distracted with other things and, and lost track of it. But I'm halfway, like a couple episodes into season two. So I'll finish that. Discovery is the one that like I cared the least about. But yeah, I'll still go watch seasons. it at some point. What? That has four seasons. It's going into its fourth, right? It, no, the fourth is it's out. Yeah, and then the, the fifth one is airing next year. Oh, okay. Well, I then, yeah. I've- I felt it was done. Like I thought no, after they season ordered a four, ten just... episode fifth season. Because like the the ending, you don't just... know where they're gonna go. No, the ending just seems very final. I like Saru. Like that's my favorite character. I, I like him as a character. I hate almost everything about him. His fingers <laughs> look like they're <laughs> they're very phallic. I should say. Uh, yeah, like and he has like I hate everything about him. It's our friendship. I yeah, do. I. Yeah. He's just such an awkward character. I understand, you know, he's an alien. But they and can't. I, they can't all be I humanoid the, um, to the T. Oh, what's her name? Georgia. Is that the captain? The, origi- yeah, the original Georgia. captain, and then they bring like an evil version of yeah. her. So yeah, like from the, the other universe, the yep. mirror universe. Yeah. So are you gonna? Are you still watching all of them? Is that your plan, Mike? Oh yeah, I've watched all. I've watched all the new stuff. So if they come up with like another new show, you guys will pick it up and watch it. Probably, yeah. yeah. Unless it's Voyager two. So there's. I would. I'll watch the <laughs> shit out of that. Uh, so there's talk about two different movies, new movies releasing next year. One is supposed to be with the reboot cast if they can come to contract terms, which is supposed to. It's already got a set release date for December of 2023, even though they haven't even signed a contract yet. They haven't started filming yet. <laughs> they haven't done anything, but they have a release date of December 2023. Like and then there's supposed to be another mo- movie done with Star Trek that has nothing to do with the reboot series that I think is supposed to debut on Paramount Plus in June of 2023. Which uh, is the a what? Series? No, a movie. Oh, straight to straight Paramount? to Paramount Plus. That's weird. Well, they they do that with some things nowadays. 
Like it's, I don't think it's going to be like this big budget movie, like a JJ Abrams type of movie would be, but apparently they have an interesting story. They want to do it. It's been slated for June, 2023. Was it, um, Oh God. Pulp fiction director, Quentin Tarantino. Tarantino. He backed out of it. He didn't want to do it again. Um, I heard, I read what his idea was for a movie and it sounded like off the rails kind of for Star Trek. That doesn't necessarily mean uh, it. There was a whale that they saved. They talked to God, but his idea was off the rails. Yep. <laughs> How much more can you be off the rails? I mean, his movies are, I don't want to say very dark, but I feel like well, they're bloody graphic. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that kind of Star Trek would be very niche. Right. But if it's just his idea and he doesn't write it, if he just has a say in it, it might be a little bit different. Well, I think he was going to direct it. it yeah, and then he, he backed out of that. <laughs> yeah. Like, imagine, well, like, good. a No Country for Old Men Star Trek. Yeah. That's not him. Isn't that Quentin Tarantino? Not No Country for Old Men, though. Once, <laughs> yeah. No. Pulp Fiction. <laughs> I know that was him. Ethan Cohen. Yeah, it's the Coens. The Coen, Coen Brothers. Brothers. Yeah, yeah that's right. That. Yep. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I'll, I'm actually really excited. I know it doesn't sound like either of you guys liked... Um, strange new worlds but i've liked the direction it's continuing to go and i really like the third episode it is episodic so you're not gonna like it ever if if that's a problem for you but kj uh but uh i'm excited for it it kind of brings me back to watching next generation when i was a kid so if i watched those shows back then maybe it'd do the same for me but i have no connection to it at all i'm just i just hope it's not all 100 percent like character development i feel like they really pushed ahura's character development in episode two yeah like a little bit overboard like almost preachy didn't they do that in the other ones like where there are certain episodes that were kind of centered around somebody where you either got a little bit of their backstory or yeah but they, they at least, did something significant in the episode they at least like start out like as a whole crew like in voyager again which you don't like like you see like the whole ship going into the Delta quadrant. You don't really delve into each individual's like episode per se until like later on, once you've developed. Oh, so your issue is that it's too soon. Right off the bat, right off the bat, they just really you, centered on one do character. Do you think that's because everybody knows who she is? Or yeah, supposed to. probably. If it was a brand new character, maybe they wouldn't, maybe they'd let you get invested. But you, if you're watching the show, most likely you're already invested. So you're trying to find out more about her. Sure. That's the only thing I could think. Cause if it's a brand new character, maybe they wouldn't do it. Like if it was just a brand new show, had nothing to do with any of the other star Treks. Would they do that? I that, don't know. That That's one of the reasons I think they are doing it that way, because you have this character that's pretty established. You, if you just kind of regurgitate her as a character, then it's not adding anything new content wise. So instead what they do is we're going to tell you about her backstory about like why she like learned languages. Cause she grew up in Africa and had to learn different tribal languages so she could speak to everybody. And that's why language is so important to her. All things I didn't know from watching the original series movies. I did like everybody's faces, the acting of it, because I watched like five minutes of the second episode where she says how many languages she speaks, because he only thought it was like 12 or something, and she's like, it's actually like 37. Yeah. And everybody's like, Christ, show (laughs) off. So for somewhat closing thoughts for Star Trek, 
when you have to compare it to other movies that have trilogies or that have gone on for 10, 20, because this is spanning 30, 40 years now um, with the amount of TV shows and movies they've done, where do you put it in timeline with every not timeline i won't say timeline We've all over the time. place <laughs> the time lord is all so over what, the place. what do you place. mean as far as a franchise where do i put it yeah. against like star wars against a, a star wars and mcu movies that way have, below star wars well yes but movies that have so much either fandom or have just been spanning all these years and they just keep going so star wars um i i'm i love star wars but i also love star trek it's not one or the other for me the difference i see is star trek is smart and star wars i don't want it's not dumb but it's it's less thought out i'm just gonna take that one clip that's the <laughs> only thing that's gonna be posted <laughs> yeah well, get everybody star, star trek is more it feels to me cleaner whereas star wars is very gritty and i mean i just don't think star wars is necessarily thought out in like that the science of how these well, things exist. Well, it's also exist. not supposed to be in our world. Star Trek is supposed to be an in our world. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. It feels more realistic to me, yeah. and Star Wars feels more like space fantasy. Which is what it's supposed to be. I know. Because it's so in the, a galaxy far, the, far that's away. That's the difference, though. So, like, if you if you can appreciate, like, the more trying to make things real and, and explain the science of it, then Star Trek's entertaining. If you're just looking for a straight entertainment value without, like, picking apart every little scientific nick like explosions don't happen in space like that is like the biggest one people say about star wars um, can't they say that about star trek too they don't do it like that in star trek they do some explosions yeah not not often inside the shields yeah they have justifications for it wouldn't the shield soon deplete because how else is anything getting through if you're hitting it and the shield depletes and then it blows up the shield's gone science <laughs> um so space god <laughs> q where's this whale again so what are you where are you like ranking it if you had to star wars and star trek are almost interchangeable for in interchangeable for me in terms of like my favorite franchises mm-hmm. um i'd probably lean it's weird because it just depends. Different times in my life, okay, I've liked Star Wars. What if we just ha- made you sit down? You have to watch it for the rest of your life. What are you watching? Which one? No, no, no. Oh, yes, of Star Trek or Star Wars. Well, Star Trek because there's so much more. There, of it. there is a lot. <laughs> yeah. <more>. Like... <laughs> However, Star Wars keeps coming out with new stuff too. Yeah, but it's bad. <laughs> like... Well, The Mandalorian isn't bad. Uh, sure, but I mean the movies are, oh, are well, junk. Fair. Like I, this new sequel was bad. That's the one thing. Like I guess Star Trek has always even Voyager, which I'm not a huge fan of. I could find entertainment in it. There's been stuff of Star Wars, which was just awful. Like, the new sequel trilogy was just not good. The first one had promise. The, if they... the, the first one only had promise, though, because it was the original Star Wars movie. I agree, movie. but that's not it's a bad exactly thing to like reintroduce it. characters, uh, or reintroduce uh, the fans to these characters. It was safe. In the same agreed, but then that's from there. You earn that trust, and then you go in the different direction, which is what they should have done. They just didn't. It's like they had two, like they had it on the spectrum, and you have like we could play it really safe and make a replica of New Hope, and then on the other side we can do this crazy Last Jedi storyline, and they and instead of finding a happy medium for both movies, they just did both ends of the spectrum, and that's why it clashed so bad. If you liked the first one, you were gonna hate the second one. 
See, I like the second one. Well, we'll get into Star Wars later. Yeah, we'll but, get into it. Yes. So for the, you, you're, 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 you're talking about the first one. You mean Episode Seven? Yes. Okay, so yeah. not the first one. Well, yeah. Well, but, Force Awakens. Well, technically, no. Which Phantom one, Menace. Which one is the first one? Is gonna <laughs> yeah. say well, Phantom Menace. Episode Seven Hope? is just a complete ripoff of a new a Hope. new Hope. That's I know. That's what said. I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. We well, got to we'll destroy get... the. Death Star. Yeah, that's the, a planet now. It's even bigger. It, well, that's that, what that's they, no moon. Instead of moon, that's it's a, a whole planet. <laughs> well, that's what they did in the the first one, and then again in the third one. I would have paid the them. Fourth and the sixth. I would have paid a thousand dollars if they had worked the line in that was instead of that's no moon. They said that's no planet. That's because <laughs> that's exactly when I was like, oh, so it's a Death Star planet. I was waiting for somebody to a, say it that it is a planet, though. You can't just say, oh, that's no that's no planet. <laughs> that's, it is a planet. That's no regular planet. That's a Death Star. <laughs> or oh, a death, so bad. Shouldn't it be a Death Planet, not a Death Star? Yeah, just awful. Well, the Death Star is not a star either. Well, that's fair. I'll give you that. A, All right, enough about <laughs> Star Wars. Moon unit. So what about you, Mike? Where do you have it in, I guess, placement of franchises that have been around for a long time that have a lot of movie, TV shows, fandom? So I like Star Wars more in the fact that it is more fantasy than Star Trek. However, I like the tech of Star Trek more than I like that of Star Wars. Yeah, say that ten times fast. Yeah. Tech so, <laughs> like, the the ships in Star Trek are more, like, more appealing. Like, they have the long nacelles. They're very sleek. Uh, they're very clean on the inside. They have the transporters. Um, the tech of Star Trek... Just seems more appealing to me, but I like the the open, broad fantasy of Star Wars more. And I grew up with Star Wars, watching more of that than I did Star Trek. I never really watched any of the early shows or movies or anything like yeah, that. See, I watched that's, them that's later on, but... So, KJ's asking the wrong question. What it really comes down to is you can have the Millennium Falcon or you can have the U.S. Enterprise. Enterprise, all day long. Yeah. Yeah. Really, though? I'm surprised you said that. Cause... I don't like the Millennium Falcon. I like Slave One more than I like the Millennium Falcon. Okay, so Falcon. Slave One, or you mean Boba Fett Starship. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Copyright. That, that's what it's called now. So, uh, But you like that more than the Enterprise? Somebody says, here's the keys to one of them. Which are you taking? So, He's taking again, both. you got to pick the Enterprise because it's huge. Not to mention, you've got the, the holodeck. Right. Uh, you have a the, food replicator. The tech of Star Trek is better than Star Wars. That's I have no. You, you won't get canceled for having a ship called Slave One. Like I mean, it's all Enterprise all day. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if we went back through all of Star Trek, there's gonna be things there. You go, ooh, they probably shouldn't have done that. So one of the things I like about Star Trek, and it goes back to that kind of '90s episodic shows is they address things like racism like sexism and stuff like that um and and kind of and make episodes out of it like teaching moments which was like a big thing in 90s like sitcoms and everything do you think janeway makes 75 percent of picard's pay probably yeah (laughs) she actually gets paid nothing in the delta quadrant but i was gonna say they don't even (laughs) make money oh that's true right yeah i don't know and voyager like janeway's 90 percent of the reason why i don't like voyager oh that and and Chicote. I love Tuvok. I love Harry Kim. Um, Tom Paris was great. Seven to nine. <laughs> um, I mean, what's yeah? 
See, I'm just hoping Neelix. there are more listeners like me I, than you guys that just Neelix. Neelix is the hair. Jar Jar Binks of Star Trek. That's right. You need one. <laughs> oh. Without Jar Jar Binks, you can't appreciate Liam Neeson. That is not true. Yeah, don't don't follow that. All right. So <laughs> on, enough of Star Trek, enough of Star Wars, and all that stuff. Anybody have any clothing that they want to say before we end this thing? Um, if you have tried star trek before and you can't get into it i do suggest the orville because it it's it's a good segue and it's it's really good you don't have to be a star trek fan to like it and it's i just think it's a really good show it's it's sci-fi but modern enough to to get into it yeah and and one of the cool things about it is it it does something star trek never really did which well never did well is uh, make aliens who aren't just, you know, bipedal and and look like us with, like, you know, big ears. But Discovery <laughs> does that too, though. It, yeah, yeah, just newer ones have. And it was mostly a, a budget thing, but Orville's got, like, a gelatinous blob alien that kind of <laughs> goes around, voiced by Norm MacDonald, so. oh Yeah, I know. I, d- I just realized that. I don't know what <laughs> you're doing in this Good next job season. to bring it down, Corey. Well, there's a ne- uh, new season comes out in June, so I wonder what they're going to do with that character. Well, if he's already voiced some of it, they might already still have it. Yeah. And just do a tribute to him. Um, I don't have any closing things to say about this besides for watch something else. Mike, Star Wars. Any- <laughs> Um, all right, so that's going to do it for us and talking nerdy in the bedroom. Next week, we will be talking about Halo. No, you don't need to do the live, live long, long and prosper. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs>